0: hello and welcome to another episode of the views from the safety car this is another three hose episode i'll be joined by remy and doug today we're doing the miami grand prix recap and i have to apologize in advance we had an interview uh that we were planning to do with rapper idk but our team couldn't actually find him so that won't be happening for this episode So uh, just as a quick recap of the podium, we had Max on top for this weekend, followed by Checo and Fernando. So anyways, it was a good race with lots of fanfare. We'll dig into that uh, during this episode. Hope you enjoy the show.
1: Did you guys watch the Kentucky Derby this weekend? No, I, I don't think
0: I've actually ever watched a uh, a horse race in general on TV, unless it was already on TV.
1: Yeah. Uh... What?
0: Yeah, you know, like if you walk, if you go someplace and and they already have the horse race on TV, I might have seen a horse race oh. then, but I'm not I'm not seeking out the horse race. <laughs> got it. Got
1: it. Got it.
2: Yeah, I mean, no, I haven't uh, caught too many horse races in my life either. Uh, I, I did miss the Kentucky Derby.
1: I've never been to one. Uh, I think it's, it's definitely on the bucket list. And I think the Kentucky Derby specifically might be on the bucket list. It might be um, pretty yeah, cool do to, like the... to watch live, I think. Actually,
2: um, you know what? I realized I have seen a horse race at Churchill Downs, but it was not the Kentucky Derby. I feel like that's a pretty
1: big one to miss. <laughs> like, just you just forgot that you went to Churchill Downs. Well, to <laughs> be honest, of yeah. course, is where the Kentucky Derby is. Yeah, yeah,
2: it was for we were there for a wedding, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it was a while ago, uh, and uh, and yeah, I just remember I me- I remember going for a bit, uh, and then bet making a couple bets,
1: uh, losing, and then leaving. The blacking out apparently <laughs> so you're at the kentucky slurby i guess in that case and not the derby itself um the best part of the horse races of course is the horse names mm-hmm. um so with that in mind uh th- this year the winner of the the kentucky derby was named the mage Mm-hmm. But I think with a lot of the F1 popularity that has come come around next year, we'll we'll be looking at a field that contains a number of horses that are named after F1 specific activities, F1 spe- specific terminology. Yeah, it's it's only natural. All the horses are going to be named uh, with a uh, Formula One themes. Of course, of course. With that in mind, uh, what do you think? the best horse name with an F1 term is going to be next year.
0: It's going to be uh Lance Troll's dad. That's going to that's gonna be mine. <laughs> I don't know. You've me. I, I know you prepared this. So you, you, you have a whole list, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, personally, I think that Lauren Stroll, who is of course <laughs> Lance Troll's dad, if he, if he were to name a horse after himself, I don't think that he <laughs> would name the horse Lance Troll's dad. <laughs> for whatever <laughs> reason, I think that he would rather name the horse just straight up Lawrence, you know, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Yeah. I've got, I've got a few pretty good. Oh, ones I got one. I got one. Oh, um, go, go, it to be good. Go. Uh, you're
2: going to like this. Actually. I think it's, it's actually well thought out. I think uh, the Hornet uh, and, and it's a personification of oh, Christian, Christian Horner who <laughs> also, uh, stings in the way he
0: attacks that is beautiful (laughs) we should we should christian hornet you know he doesn't have a nickname yet um and and it's kind of does i I, he does
1: he has a Winger spice winter spice yeah i think the hornet well because he's married to ginger spice of course um one of the spice girls is he really uh, Oh, I had no idea. How did you yeah, yeah, that? yeah, and and Winger in British means the person that complains all the time. So he is Winger spice.
0: Mm. I think that's kind of funny that you didn't know that. Uh, because she's at like every every single race. You're probably wondering, oh, who's that lady mm-hmm. in white that's standing next to Christian Horner every race?
3: Probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I think the hornet is kind of cool because uh, I don't know. Or imagine if hornets were natural enemies of wolves. I think that would be perfect. Of course, they're not because of the size <laughs> difference and a lot of other reasons. But if you have Total Wolf versus Christian Horner, I think it's just cool to keep in the whole animal nicknames. But anyways, I,
1: that could be pre- pretty good, like Merk Merk Wolf, something <laughs> like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I mean the best the best horse names are something simple, um, like a name. Which that- mine
2: was. Are you trying to say that mine was not uh, one of one of the best names? yeah
1: not with the word the in it you know if you just went with hornet maybe you know eh, they could have worked it, worked out um because i you you just have to think to yourself about what the the announcer is saying in the final straight you know and and make sure that it it, it flows off uh fl- flows well off the tongue for them can you do an
2: example with hornet each name though can you do an example where you're an announcer and you're saying the name then to like so we can actually test this?
1: Yeah, of course I can, Doug. So uh, one of my first names would be Slick Livery. Like, That's a uh, solid one. Slick Livery. Uh, okay, and we're coming down the uh, the the backstretch here, and we have Slick Livery in first. Slick Livery, Slick Livery. <laughs> yes, and he is the winner.
3: That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I feel think like. It works. Yeah,
1: I I, like... it kind of it kind of, you know, it could it could. uh Yeah, it, it, it doesn't sound terrible anyway. I, re- I also I remember... like soft tires as a horse name. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. I think soft tires as a horse name would be hilarious.
0: Yeah, it would be funny. I remember hearing this one story. It was uh I think the guy from airplane or it was like a Monty Python guy that he named a horse. um all pink and then he instructed the jockey to just take the inside path on the on the race for the whole time because he thought it would be funny if the announcer just kept saying and it's all pink on the inside (laughs) just just for the whole race it's just a very expensive stupid joke
1: (laughs) that's i think that's that's a, that's a a really a big piece of uh naming the horse um, They were talking on NFL Network because one of the uh, journalists there was a part owner of one of the horses and they were making like the the jokes about what's his horse. What's his horse is going to uh, what's his horse's name going to be next year? Mm-hmm. You Because know, this one was named after his kid. Uh, so so they were like saying officially official that, that that was the top vote, you know, officially official on the straight line. <laughs> He's coming down. Is he going
3: to win it? No, he doesn't. He gets fourth. I don't like that one. So you're what you're saying
1: is Slick Livery is better. Thank yeah, Slick Livery is a
3: pretty solid one.
1: Yeah.
0: So I mean, that's a that's a great segue. Horse names right into what happened this weekend. Uh, it was I don't know. You you guys both watched a race this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was a good race. Um, I think we should talk just for a minute about uh, what happened. Um, for the rest of the Grand Prix weekend, not just uh in the race. So, uh, just a few notes on practice and qualifying before we dig into it. Um, but there was a few. I don't know if you did you guys watch any of the practice or the or the qualifying? I missed yes. practice and qualifying. Yeah, so the practice. I mean, the practices I generally don't watch, but uh, there was a few crashes. Both uh, Nico Hulkenberg and Charles Leclerc crash so they gave their team some work to do before qualify even started because now they've got a car that's in a million pieces. Um but one thing that I noticed during the practice is that there was a lot of people that were losing control. Um they were talking about how this the since the track is brand new and it's like a darker color than it was last year, the temperatures of the track um were very different depending on where the sun was hitting versus where it wasn't hitting so it affected the grip and so they were of course losing grip in the places where it was most difficult so at the end of sector one and at the end of sector two so uh, sector one ends near the fake marina and sector two uh ends near like the the florida turnpike overpasses over there Uh, but that's where people were messing up and then uh moving into qualifying it was uh, things got kind of shaken up it wasn't max uh in the first position as most people would expect expect for most qualifying the first two rows had uh first row was checo and alonso and then it was followed by carlos and k mag um so those that was that was the first four so of course no max in there but i think one of the coolest things uh from the first two rows is that we had a haas <laughs> in the first two which was i mean that was amazing to see um but yeah, um, so the I don't know if you watched the qualifying, you would have seen that um, Max wasn't there because Charles again crashed into a wall. He crashed into the he, he messed up in the same corner that he messed up during the practice. Um, so he crashed into a barrier, and then Max wasn't able to complete his fast lap, and that's and then he wound up starting in uh, ninth, and then Charles started up in seventh. Um, and then I'll just point out one other one other person, Logan Sargent start uh, qualified last in. 20th and so he starts 20th on the grid for the race uh which is yeah you know, just kind of disappointing to see we're only like like i don't know a few miles from his hometown of fort lauderdale so uh yeah i don't know what what do you guys think i mean with all that i mean i know that you guys watched the qualifying but that really shook things up didn't it
1: well logan to be fair probably mm-hmm. didn't spend too much try too much time in his youth driving up in you know that area of Miami I agree. Uh,
0: driving around the parking lot of the, uh, the hard rock arena.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so I, I, guess I can excuse him for his uh, poor performance in qualifying. Uh, I didn't really see too much. Yeah. Yeah. To, to your point, um, it, 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 it's, it, uh, the, the sessions didn't invoke, didn't have much that went on. That's really caused too much chaos. Yeah. Ahead of time.
3: Can, I think. I, I, yeah, go Can ahead. I ask a
2: question here? Uh, so, when you say uh, Max couldn't complete his fast lap, mm-hmm. what exactly does that mean, and what's the implication of that?
0: Yeah, so I mean, so um, so it was the third qualifying. Um, so the, the the way that qualifying is generally structured is you have X amount of time to complete your fastest lap. Um, you get more time in the first qualifying session, and then they after every qualifying session they They take out the bottom five slowest, uh, drivers. And so, um, so anyways, top 10 drivers were in the last qualifying, the third qualifying and Max had just gotten out and he was, you know, just going around the track. And, uh, he, I don't remember if he got in a full lap or not, but he definitely, uh, yeah, he didn't even get in a, a fast lap that was good enough for a time. Um, or did he even complete a lap? I don't even think he completed. No, no. So a
1: lap. he he started Q three out. Um, he he didn't go out for a while in Q three. Yeah, he was just going out, and he was um, so so he sat out for the the first half of Q three, basically, mm-hmm. Doug. And when he finally came out for Q three, he had finished his slow lap, um, out of the pits and was just starting to do his fly lap. He was about halfway through when Charles crashed and the red flag came out. So he never actually recorded, recorded a time for uh, Q3.
0: Yeah, but he, he had still completed like qualifying sessions one and two, so he's already in the top 10. So he's guaranteed a top 10 spot. Why? How is
2: it? I, I guess, isn't this just another example where the sport could clean up like fairness and just make it like everyone gets the same number of like qualifying laps uh guaranteed uh
1: so i i yeah doug this is a, a an opportunity i think that ever if ever there's a red flag in q3 then verstappen should just have to start in p20 no matter what
0: <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't it's matter a, who and just max is yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, I, 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 what do I,
1: you mean no i i you asked if this is a chance to clean up the sport and i'm saying yeah it is let's just let's clean up the sport anytime anybody does anything wrong in qualifying we should put max and, Sergio <laughs> and Perez down in p19 and p20 to start the race
0: i
2: don't follow the the joke though Oh, yes.
0: uh, Remy, Remy, Remy's just saying that if anything goes wrong, we should just always put the Red Bull teams at the back of the grid. <laughs> yeah, why? Because <laughs> well, he just doesn't like them. That's why oh, 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 <laughs> I, I don't like them because <laughs> yeah. they have
1: an unfair advantage this year, it feels, with their car. So uh, why, yeah. why not just throw them into P19? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I yeah, sure. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 But, anyways, so that, that caused a shakeup that, that whole um that caused a shakeup for the starting grid and uh so anyways what we'll talk about in a bit a bit is is how that affected the race we we had max starting in uh did he start in ninth. eighth he made he started, started ninth. ninth he started ninth um and um and then kmag had an opportunity to you know make get some points because he started in fourth uh which is it you know, doesn't always happen and one other one that i'll mention real quick is lewis hamilton um got booted out i think in the first qualifying or something like that it was it was the first uh let me just look no it was qualifying too it was out in the in the second qualifying um and actually stroll was out in the first qualifying um so but anyways all right but yeah that's what happened in qualifying all right well i mean going to the the most important part of the race now after we've talked about qualifying is uh well, the race itself, and what do you I mean by the race itself? Is what everyone really comes to see is the celebrity sightings at the Miami Grand Prix. That's what everybody came to see. Yep, the hour before the race is what matters <laughs> yeah.
1: more than the race itself, of course.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's it brings in a lot of people, and of course, this is this is a spectacle. We've got Miami as a relatively new race. Um, it's got it's got a lot of hype around it. And Then we have Las Vegas, which is coming on later on this year. Which I mean. We'll see how it compares to Miami.
1: Yep, after after Azerbaijan last week, where we got a grand total of zero celebs on the <laughs> uh, on, on the pit beforehand, I was very much looking forward to this week in Miami to see who we had, and it really didn't let us down. It's kind of funny, like in just in celeb
0: sightings in general. We'll have like I remember Will Smith showed up to a Dubai race one time, or. Is, the celebs will pop up in unexpected places. So, I actually, it's kind of surprising that there wasn't anybody at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. There's usually at least like one person that you don't really expect.
1: I was hoping uh, for Taylor Swift, you know, <laughs> in Azerbaijan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> that would be nice, especially I mean, after all the Alonso rumors. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be the uh, icing on the cake. But here, let, let me, uh, I took down a list of all the celebrities that I saw at the all race. Right. Let's hear it. All right. So th- these people were kind of embedded in the race because they did some of the intros, but we had uh, Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast and Furious franchise.
1: Never, um, never watched the movies, but heard of them. Yeah,
0: you're missing out. It's only the greatest uh, mo- a movie series of all time. Uh, well, and that's, I, that's I a fact. You, Don't I, I considered
1: it. watching them uh, or at least one or two of the movies on an airplane uh, voyage back from Europe last time. I- opted against it.
0: Have you seen any of the Fast and
1: Furious, Doug? absolutely i've seen every single one
0: <laughs> yeah it's just like how could you not right <laughs> i was i was telling remy the fast and furious uh, franchise is great because in the first one it's about street racing and they're stealing tvs and in the most recent ones they're literally literally swinging cars on vines and <laughs> sending them into space <laughs> it's, <laughs> just, it's just like a series that you know they're, they're definitely in on the joke i love it um but okay, other people that were kind of embedded in the um, the festivities were LL Cool J, who had a role in the intros, um, and then also Will I Am, who had a role in the intros. Um, in qualifying, we saw we had the the billionaire sightings. We had uh,
1: Elon Musk and Mr. Jeffrey Bezos were there. I, I, I'd love to stop at the Bezos uh, point here. <laughs> All right, we'll pause there. Uh, so I was thinking to myself after after we saw Bezos, I, I think my true going back to the last podcast that we performed that we did here, I think my true lame claim to fame is that my mom and I are convinced that we saw Jeff Bezos on the same Martha's Vineyard ferry. Uh, so so we thought that we were on the same like ferry over to Martha's Vineyard with uh, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez, his girlfriend at the time's. Yeah, I remember you telling me this. I mean, I believe you. It probably was them, right? I, it, it had to have been. I mean, who else is taking a uh, uh, a ferry to Martha's Vineyard on a Wednesday afternoon? Um, you know that. Well, actually, maybe the ferry's a uh, uh, points against that. Um... You know, the, the confirmation of that sighting. No, because, see, see, I disagree because I, I like to think that celebs want to still do normal things. And so you don't think you would take the helicopter? The afternoon is as normal as you can get because there's probably not too much traffic.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Other other people that we <laughs> saw there were Tom Cruise. Um, we saw well Michael Andretti. I mean, he's expected to be there. We saw uh, Venus Williams, who has snubbed Martin Brundle in the past. <laughs> he had this funny comment that he, did, he couldn't stand the rejection again, so he didn't go up there at this time. Yeah, the, the, the worst of the Williams sisters. <laughs> and uh, there's also Roger Roger Federer there. And uh, there was this really funny moment where they weren't letting Martin Brundle through with his microphone to go talk to um, Roger Federer because he was like beyond a barrier and there was some security around him and so jackie stewart you know famous racing driver uh like pushed his way through the security and got roger federer to come over and talk to martin brundle it was it was was actually very sweet he's like what a what a good friend um and then uh remy i'll let you take the the um the, the repeat of last year in a second um but then there was this also this guy this rapper that martin brundle uh, met called uh, idk <laughs> and that was, that, exactly that's my reaction to everybody shrugging over here because i don't I don't know who that is <laughs> either <laughs> that's definitely just a made-up celebrity that got on tv yeah
1: I, I i saw that happen i got the sense i've never heard of him so mm-hmm. i got the sense that it was a rapper wannabe you know trying mm-hmm. to get his name out there that was you know putting rumors into into the the heads of all the people at yeah. uh, Sky Sports to, to probably to Martin Brundle to come and interview him
0: or, or a very uh, subtle joke um, you know self-effacing joke uh, because Martin Brundle doesn't often know who these famous celebrities are <laughs> maybe, maybe he was a plant um, but yeah
1: Remy the, there's one from last year I'll let you take that last one. year being the classic example <laughs> right exactly so, so my favorite interaction for Brundle this year was with Paolo uh, Banchero so last year of course he um, uh, Martin Brundle went up to Paolo Banchero, who ended up being the first pick, uh, first overall pick in the NBA draft uh, just about two months afterwards. But uh, he went up to, uh, to Paolo, and, or Martin went up to Paolo, rather, and um, thought that he was Patrick Mahomes, uh, <laughs> quarterback for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, But Paolo was very polite and and had corrected him at the time and said, you know, uh, or actually played along, you know, and and was uh, polite in correcting him at the end. Um, And this year, uh, I I, I don't know whether it was staged or what, but uh, Brundle went right up to Paolo and uh, said, Paolo, (laughs) Paolo interacted very nicely with him. They were both very polite with one another. They talked about his uh, rookie of the year season Mm
3: -hmm. and
1: everyone moved along amicably. But it was quite the quite the funny uh, follow up after last year.
0: Yeah, definitely a class act on both sides. Um, I think, okay, the two others that I saw on my list, I don't know if I covered them. Did I already say Tom Cruise was there? Yeah. Okay. And then the last one that I don't think I said was uh, Ludacris was there. <laughs> nice. <Which is> <laughs> but,
1: but the Ludacris is from Georgia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no.
1: There's by no the way, history.
2: IDK, IDK, I don't know who he is either, but uh, 54 million uh, plays on his top song on, on Spotify. What's it called? Uh, IDK. Is that the name <laughs> no, no, of the song? No, 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 no. <laughs> tell me, tell me what it's called though, Doug. Uh, once upon a time. Sounds made up.
0: It's 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 fake. They they created a fake Spotify with fake fake plays. This they man is imagine. not real. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, this man is, is not is real. Is
1: His rap name though, just the three letters. IDK. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: All caps.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. The, the uh. So I mentioned that um, that uh, Will I Am and L o. Cool J were part of the festivities, and they had the most absurd intro driver introductions of all time. They had Will I Am doing this fake uh, orchestra conductor shtick, where he was <laughs> they they had a full orchestra out there. I don't think anything was plugged in, but they were there, and so they were playing the introduction music supposedly. While LL Cool J was like reading out little fun facts and introducing the drivers as they came out, so that was super over the top. And then, uh, and then they had a tape segment on at least the ESPN broadcast where the Fast and Furious uh, people, you know, just did a, did an introduction. And man, they packed in so many Fast and Furious quotes. They had like, you know. Quotes like living their life a quarter mile at the a time. They put it, had a couple families in there. They had uh you know just just the whole thing. It was it was great. I mean I I, I kind of like the intro uh <laughs> but just for its over the topness. All right, now we got the uh, celebrity stuff out of the way. Now we'll get to the part that uh, the majority of the United States didn't watch, but the majority of the world did. Uh, this is the race itself, and so um, so we got had some expected and I guess unexpected podiums for this weekend. If you didn't know anything about qualifying and you saw the race results, you would think that this is the most expected results of the world. Um, we had Max Verstappen in first, we had Checo in second, and then we had uh, Fernando Alonso in third. I don't know. What'd you, what'd you guys think? Predictable, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I I uh, w- These Red Bulls are really getting far, far ahead of the rest of the pack. We, I mean, like we talked about in qualifying, the Max started it in ninth place today. So, uh, and by the end of the race, he was in first, really his only competition being his own teammate. I guess that's the one thing that surprised me
2: because I've heard you both, I think, talk a little bit about how uh, it, it's, the, the the car itself is what's so much better and that Max is a driver really mm-hmm. isn't so much better but if that's true how did he overtake <laughs> <laughs>
1: well yeah well, i think i think an important piece to mention is that they both finished 25 seconds before the the third place finisher which was uh fernando alonso um so max got a uh, some benefit early on in the race uh, yeah but that's having-
0: because
2: fernando alonso is a little heavier
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's probably yeah, he's uh yeah, he's and it's, it's a lot so of drag.
1: Russell who finished in fourth cuz he's kind of tall, so he's mm-hmm. a bit heavier. Signs Yeah, more you know, wind he, resistance. Signs loves his charcuterie, so he's probably ate, ate a good amount beforehand, so he had some extra weight for this race too.
0: So let, let me describe what I think like wow. our opinions are. So okay, so we we all I think we all have different opinions on you know, what percentage is the uh, the car? What percentage is the driver? Remy's kind of like all, I mean, I'm going to tell me if, if this is true, Remy. I think you think that Red Bull dominance is mostly the car, which I agree with. Um, but you also think that, I don't think you're on board with the idea that Max is as good of a driver as everybody thinks he is. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Completely correct. Yes, I mean their 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 car is just
3: f- uh, yeah. far and away, so much set better. Yeah, set a
2: different players. way. If they all had the same car, you don't think Max would be a favorite to win the
3: championship? Correct. I don't yeah. know. So if, if you okay. want to say it that
1: way, sure. Yes, that's the, then, That's the then, cleanest
2: yes. way to say it. That's the cleanest way to say it.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: So I, so. I think that I am somewhere in between you two. I think that it okay, Doug. Let me try to describe what I think your opinion is. Um, so so I think your opinion. I think you acknowledge that there a significant portion of it is just the having a better car, but I think that you when when it comes to Max specifically, um, I think that your opinion is that you know Max is just a once in a lifetime talent, and he's just you know far and ahead better than most of the rest of the grid. Is that right? Am I saying, or or what's your opinion?
2: Uh, It might be a little bit strong to say it like once in a lifetime talent. Mm -hmm. Uh, But do I think he's one of the top drivers uh, in the sport? A hundred percent. Do I think that if they all had the same car, he would be a favorite to win? I Would say probably, yeah. Uh,
1: see, I don't, I don't, I just don't know how you can say that, right? It's because it's,
2: they didn't have the top car every other year, and he's still, uh, no, no, for the they last always had several they had, years. Red Bull, is
1: always, Red Bull has always consistently put out a top two car for the past six or seven years. Um, but
2: those so, ye- so, beginning so, years, Remy, those like, beginning years, they didn't, it was not thought to be an actual like top car. They worked at it a lot and he won a lot of races on no, pure yeah, driving skill. Not scale.
1: really, not really. Like he really started to win over the past two or three two or three seasons. He got one or two wins the the first three uh seasons of his career. Um but he wasn't you know coming uh, he was he wasn't finishing top 3 even in those seasons. To no, me, I'm not saying he
2: was. That's because the car wasn't good,
1: right? And now the car, now the car is excellent, and and now he could just crush everybody. So, so to me, to me it comes. I, it, I guess the I, obviousness. How would me. you?
2: So, do you think the same thing with Lewis Hamilton? Because so it's very easy
1: to sit there and say that. Like, here, here, here's what I would say. I would say that every driver makes it very clear. Uh eighteen of the twenty drivers make it clear that their race is not with Red Bull this season. Um, so when Max starts in like eighth or ninth place, um, it's very quick and easy for him to get into into second because he's not he as long as he survives the the early race and doesn't get into any sort of accidents, then
2: I'm not suggesting can't... that this season he his performance is what is what
0: uh, is proof that he is the best driver. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. It's hard to tang, uh, untangle these things because you have the car and you have the driver, and we're never gonna see, a, unless they all get into NASCAR or something like that. Like we're never gonna see a situation where all the drivers can compete against each other in the same or similar cars. I think with with Max. I think he is like a once in a generation talent. I think that that is my opinion. Um, This guy lives and breathes race racing. When they ask him what he does in his free time to like unwind, he's talking about (laughs) 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 e-racing. Like like, he doesn't step away from racing at any point. Like, I don't think he knows how to do anything else. Um, And I think that's that insanity is what it takes to be, you know, one of the best drivers of all time. And I think that he is one of the best drivers of all time at the same time. Of course, the Red Bull car is dominant this year. Like there's no disputing that. So I think that there's a a heavy dose of both. I think that the only way that we can evaluate him this year on his own driving talent is versus his teammate versus Checo. And um, in this race in particular, it wasn't just, um, it wasn't apples to apples because they were they had different um, strategies when it came to tires. And I think that was the big difference between them because um, Max started on the hards and he was able to nurse those tires for most of the race before he transferred over the mediums. And Checo pretty much did the opposite. He started on the mediums and then he swapped over to the hards. Um, yeah, so, uh, and at the end, Max was just slowly... Even on the hards, he was on when they were both on the hards towards the end of the race. Even though Max's were like forty laps old or whatever they were, he was still gaining time on Checo. Yeah, had much, they, they much had
1: given of... him the the authorization to really like push it on those tires. Um, just for Doug's sake, I decided to look it up here since uh, I'll, I'll give you Verstappen's stats here, starting in two thousand fifteen, in terms of race wins. Uh huh. Uh, zero race wins in 2015 out of 19 races started. Uh, one in 2016, two in 2017, two in 2018, three in 20. When did they get
2: the Honda engine? Two. When did in get the Honda engine?
1: And then finally, ten in 2020. What year did they get the Honda engine? Two. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know when they get that. So, so what you're asking me is when did the car improve and put himself and put Verstappen into a position where he could actually become a winner? I think the other part I of just, the question. Yeah, go ahead, Doug.
2: Yeah, that first year they had the Honda engine, it didn't go as well as they had hoped. I think they had to work through a bunch of things. And yeah. then the second year was when the car really... Started if, to look if you're calling really in strong. The general,
1: if you're calling him a generational driver, then his performance before they got the Honda engine should have been a lot better than it was.
2: Okay, so you're saying that Lewis Hamilton was winning out of the gate? Yeah, those are also the first years that he was racing.
3: For stopping,
1: was you mean?
2: Yeah, yeah like you're describing his first few years on the on the circuit as well. It's not just his uh the last few years with Red Bull. It's just like he hasn't been on the circuit for 10 years.
3: No,
1: I'm 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 describing everything in Formula 1. So he started off in Toro Rossi in 2015 and then he's been with Red Bull since 2016. First off. Right.
2: Right. And so Lewis Hamilton's career, what was his first pull his first
0: several years up i think the other thing that we're ignoring here we we talked a little bit about the the honda engine like in just terms of like car design i think yeah of course like having a good engine is a a part of it the other part that we're missing is having uh adrian newey on as your chief technical officer that he's the guy that's designing the car and he's like widely considered to be one of the best car designers of like all time um I think that is a huge part of Red Bull's success. And I think I heard recently that he signed on for a good bit of chunk of time more. So we're probably going to see this dominant Red Bull car, you know, you know, stay, the stay where it is at the front of the pack for the time being. But anyways, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, your... that's,
1: that's fine. That's great. That's great. That's great to hear. Um, so in Lewis's first season in Formula One, which was in 2007, he won four races. It took Max seven years to win four uh races in one season. In the second season, Lewis won five, followed by two, three, three, four, one, 11. wait, so his
2: so his first uh in one, Lewis's two, three, first season in six race. seven years in his first seven years in
3: Formula One. 13 18
2: 22 he averaged a little over 3 wins a year and you can't even say he progressed over that time and he was averaging like if you took an average of the last few years cuz la- in 2013 he only had one win so his first 7 years he only had he only averaged 3 wins and Max in his first 7 years has become
0: champion. I think it is hard to make these comparisons and I think that we'll never be able to reach a spot that the other person will agree with. And I, and and most of that is is because of the the cars. I mean, if we if even if we say the the race success is 51% uh car and 49% driver, um I mean, still we're gonna. I mean, you're gonna. You're gonna see one person come out over the other. So I think what I'm saying, the solution is, I think we have to put both Lewis Hamilton and Max into go karts and send them around a track to settle this once and for all. <laughs> and maybe, maybe throw Fernando in there too. Um, but I don't know. Do you? Do you guys? What? What do you guys think? Is this uh, dominance good for the sport? Would you say we have one team that's finishing almost half a minute before? I mean, imagine sitting at the finish line. And you see the race winner and the guy in second place come across a line. And then you look at your clock and watch 30 seconds pass. And then you see the next team cross the finish line. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Is, how, what is this? Should should Formula One do anything about this to kind of um, close the gap a little bit?
1: So, So I think there's two different questions there, right? Is one is, is it good for the sport? And two is, should Formula One do anything about it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to address the first question first. Is it good for the sport? I don't think it is. Um, so at this point, Red Bull has 224 points. Uh, the next closest is Aston Martin with 102. And then the third closest is Merck with 96. If you add up Merck and Aston's points, you actually still get less than Red Bulls at this point.
0: Yeah, which is probably a function of the scoring. But yeah, um.
1: is it? Yeah, but it's a function of the scoring. But the, nobody is it, 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 if, it, if you have to if you have it one team that's completely dominating uh, everybody else, um, um. and and it's and it's so visible that even my mom can see it when they're <laughs> when we're watching and they're on a straight and they go through drs and the red bull car just breezes by leclerc or whoever mm-hmm. uh else it's it's um they're they're, they're trying to go by I, I can't imagine anybody thinking that that's actually a, a good thing for the sport and saying oh hey we should uh, you know what 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 we should try to do is is Make the, the scoring better, or what we should try to do is, um, uh, no, no, the answer is no, it's not good for the sport. Go ahead, Doug.
2: It, is your issue with it that it's not good to have one team consistently like dominating or it w- over multiple years,
3: or is it that? that you uh, don't think there should be a team that is effectively, uh, what am I trying to say? So do you know how many points that they,
1: they won the Constructors' Championship by last year, Red Bull? How many? That was a lot. They won like pretty. They won a couple races early. Yeah, two two hundred five. Yeah. So this is not going to be one year, right? This is going to be a a second year in a row of it. But this year, I think it's going to be actually uh, magnified a lot. Just, but is it that the I, best I, I team? Have... Is it hold that on, the per, on, the team on, with the best because...
2: car wins, or is it that the is it that the same
1: team is winning all the time? So I think that this year we have a very realistic shot of seeing Red Bull win every single race.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I don't think that that's good. Yeah, but Is that think... because is that because
2: just answer my question directly. I, I, I guess I, I don't understand why you won't answer
3: my question directly. What's your question, Doug? Be be very explicit with the question. Okay.
2: Paul,
0: you go. Let me let me think about my question more specifically. <laughs> okay. I so I think my opinions on this are it like depends on what the objectives of Formula 1 are. There's of course like the race and motorsport aspect, but I think there's also like the technological development aspect of it too. Like at the end of the day, you have these huge companies that are developing cars and new technologies to make them go faster, and we've seen huge break, uh, huge jumps in the sport where when i think when abs like you know uh, the anti-lock brake system was introduced like that team had a, i think it was williams had a huge advantage over other teams because they didn't have that same technology um and they weren't they, like their cars weren't locking up and you know going through corners or whatever you know um suspension changes will have huge impact so if, if like the purpose of the sport is in part technological development then i i find it difficult to punish teams um for that technological development i mean in some cases they have in the past like they have um said oh we know that abs is too dominant you can't use it anymore so they have done that in the past they've said you guys have just gotten too far ahead of the pack it's bad for the sport you can't do that anymore so they have done that before Um, but yeah, so I think it comes down to like those two questions, like, uh, do you care more about the technological development side of formula one? In this case, they're playing a lot with aerodynamics and stuff like that. Um, or, or, you know, is the motorsport side of it more important? And I think it's a difficult balance to strike in between the two, um, because you want to reward teams for creativity in developing a good car. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to like punish a driver because they're driving a car that's too good. Yeah. And I think you
2: need to know whether you whether you is it that the same team is winning every year or every race. Or is it that the team that has the best car, like if every other year a different team won. But it was always the team with this with the with the best car. Forget it. And the driver didn't matter. It was always the team with the best car. Is that the issue to you? Or is the issue that they're just winning every race? And that because those are two potentially different like solutions in my mind or potentially different motives for why this is an issue. So
1: on a on a micro level, definitely, I think that it will be a, a big issue in this season, 2023. If Red Bull wins every single race on a micro level, I think that's a that's a. Can
0: we can we can we can we dig into why? Like why? Like what? Why? Any, why team, would any team, not just Red Bull, any team,
2: well, any team that in, wins in all, year, all races. Century,
1: Red Bull is the only team that is now can right, but eligible. To, for
2: example, Lewis Hamilton dominated for eight years or seven years or something. But, like but that. not
1: to not to this level. I was just looking up the stats. His highest win percentage in a season
3: was Yeah, that'll be a good stat whenever you find it. So it looks like
1: Merck won sixty four point seven percent of races in the COVID year twenty twenty. And okay, what well, was the on, highest Red season.
2: Bull year Wait, sorry, can we pause on that for a second? Year
1: so let's pause on that so you said in 2020
0: but like red uh mercedes i don't know how
1: many races were canceled that year so but yeah. also
0: they were like more down so that's the highest one that's the highest win percentage is 64 out of all the years that they
1: were dominant oh, okay yeah. um and and okay. so right now we're through five right and it's oh, what was last
2: what was the highest year the complete year that red bull has had i don't have that it was yeah. last year so what was last year it was oh, like 13
1: 13- Red Bull?
2: Or no, that, that you said Lewis Hamilton. The Max, so the Max. highest,
1: the highest ever was in nineteen. I'll, I'll, let me answer it this way: the highest ever was in nineteen fifty two. Ferrari seventy five. They won seventy five percent of the races. Mm-hmm. Two thousand four. Ferrari won seventy two
0: point two. And you, and so your concern is that Red Bull can have something like a hundred percent for
1: twenty twenty three. Uh, I I uh, I honestly I know Christian Horner. Because mm-hmm. I think that he and I are cut from the uh same cloth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh he is going to make sure that Red Bull does not win 100 of the races this year. They will absolutely let like sandbag uh, it. They, 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 they're yes, absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're going to sandbag it, and two of the races they will let another team win just 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 to make sure. You know how many know races are there? He and I, you know, he he and I would do this uh there are 24 this season doug that's how many were last
0: season who knows we'll we'll have to well no we need we need a fourth person that's a fact checker we
2: lost your audience because remy just pulls
3: the facts that
0: you're good
2: remy just pulls the facts that work for him and ultimately
0: doesn't (laughs) have the like actual we need a fair and balanced fact reporter. All right, we'll we'll add that to the views from the safety card budget. We're gonna add a, uh, <laughs> this is a fact checker, live fact
1: I, checker. I mean, I mean, Doug. I think I think that uh, it, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter argue this as you being the person that's trying to prove me wrong. Tell me how many races there were in 2022. Uh, you <laughs> should be the one that's presenting the evidence. Uh, As to why it's not a bad thing, I am trying to say that I don't think (laughs) it's a great thing. But what you should do is instead of trying to say, uh, "Oh, but what about this random season?" You know that I'm not uh, familiar with. You should because I don't think your motives are right. Uh, Excuse Uh, me, Doug. Excuse me, Doug. Excuse me, Doug. I think I I think that this is just. I think that this conversation
2: is just an extension of the same conversation we've already had around. The sport doesn't make sense sometimes because they allow teams to have different starting places.
0: Uh, so you're saying Remy is Red Bull in this case in the fact battle?
2: No, no. I'm saying oh. that I agree that that should be fixed, but I don't think that that's actually where Remy's coming from. I think he's upset that that Red Bull is dominating. And I think he just wants to try to like uh, control it. So so admittedly, hold on, hold on. Hold on. on. Admittedly, admittedly,
1: admittedly, if it was (laughs) O'Connor and Gasly that had been getting first and second this entire season, I might I might be, you know, singing a different tune right now. But uh, with the exception of those two being the ones on top, <laughs> I, I think I would be saying the exact same thing. All right. I'm,
3: not, we're,
0: we're, moving, we're moving
1: on to the, the next thing. The other thing go, I no, don't no, understand no, no, why it's
0: so
2: difficult to, to, <laughs> to, to find how many, how many races there are in
0: 2022. You you guys are uncontrollable.
2: I just answered the question. Uncontrollable. In 2023, there are swear
1: 24 swear races.
0: All right, no, guys, guys. That was a great conversation Look topic. it up
1: yourself, Doug. I'll do you have a telephone? Do you have a computer in front of you? what what what, so, what am i just did the research if there were the same year? number of races in 2022 and I pull my stats if, out? If, if there
2: were the same number of races in 2022 <laughs> as there are in 2023 max would have had a 62 and a half percent win percentage which is the most he would have ever had which is below
0: lewis hamilton all right so Doug got the last word so he won that battle all right. So we talked enough about uh, Red Bull. Let's, let's start to spread the love a little bit. Talk about the other teams in the uh, the Constructors Cup. So, um, well, first, I don't even remember. You said Red Bull had, I think, a million and two points. So who, who's the next uh, person in the tr- Constructors Cup championship?
1: Yeah, not quite a million and two points, but Red Bull is dominating at 224 points sitting in second Casually, a uh, 122 points behind Red Bull is at Aston Martin with 102. Mm -hmm. Uh, Merck is right behind them with 96, and Ferrari is at 78. So there's a a bit of a cluster of three teams there. Aston Martin at 102, Merck 96, Ferrari at 78.
0: So it sounds like Aston Martin and... Mercedes there, that will be a battle that will continue to watch for the rest of the season and Ferrari so, as well. Yes. but but you said that those two had 102 or what they were. In, they were within a few points of each other, right? Like, yeah. Uh...
1: So Aston Martin, 102, Merc, 96, Ferrari, 78. we okay, still so... early season here. We're five out of 24 races of the way through. So Ferrari has plenty of time to easily catch.
0: And what's the next one after Ferrari? Then who's who's like the who are the bottom teams, I guess? <laughs>
1: Well, uh, it's funny that you should ask that um, because there's definitely I um, uh, I don't know, an amalgamation of six teams down there sitting at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLaren and Alpine are both tied at 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLaren has 12 of those points from Australia after both of the Alpines crashed into each other. I'll remind you, of course, mm-hmm. right? So, so McLaren has 12 with their 14 points after that. Otherwise, they'd be down there at one. Um, Haas has 8 Alfa Romeo has 6 Alpha Tori has 2 and Williams has 1
3: Alright so, so basically
1: it really feels to me Like there's mm, I would call it 4 distinct tiers here With Red Bull being a tier In and of themselves uh, Aston Martin, Merck And Ferrari being a tier Alpine sitting by Themselves in 5th even though they're tied right now with McLaren, but McLaren looks like butt. So I would label them uh, in the bottom five, along with uh, Haas, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tori, and Williams. What do you think? I, well, I don't know. I, I, I,
0: one, one thing I will say, though, is I saw uh, Jeffrey B. Azos with um, a McLaren lanyard walking around. I don't know if Amazon's a sponsor of McLaren. I mean, they they, they must be. But I just thought it was, I mean, similar just, colors. Yeah. I just thought it, that must suck to be sponsoring. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I missed something. What was it <laughs> <No,
3: laughs> so a joke? Similar, similar
0: colors. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the. I just thought it was so funny. You have like one of the world's richest men uh, sponsoring one of the world's currently worst Formula One teams. <laughs> like That's, that's got to be so embarrassing. But anyways, I was I was kind of impressed by
3: Bezos Mercedes.
0: Ex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna say Mercedes this weekend, especially after Lewis Hamilton did so poorly in qualifying. He qualified in 13th, and then he wound up finishing up in sixth. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Um, so, I mean, good for them for you know holding on to some points and yeah, at least keeping that battle between them and Aston Martin pretty good. Um, I mean, it was the same story with Lance Stroll, though he Lance Stroll qualified in in 18th and he where he wound up finishing in twelfth, which is, you know, still pretty good.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that there were too many driver of the day, you know, qualifiers today Mm -hmm. just with everything that happened. I mean, it was kind of a unique race. If if you really think about it, each driver, every single driver qualified today, Mm Mm-hmm. Which is um, a bit unique. Also, each driver only did exactly—well, I should say, every single driver did exactly one pit stop. Yep.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that... we had
1: twenty twenty pit stops, each one for each of the twenty drivers, and that was that.
0: Yeah, it was also a clean race too. There was there are no safety cars, um, and I was kind of surprised, especially uh, given everything that we saw in practice and qualifying. I would have expected that this race we would have seen a little bit more of a mess. Um, we barely saw even any touches uh, right. or or damage at all. So, yeah, i was I was kind of surprised by that,
1: yeah, yeah, poor Logan was one of the few people who had to 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 deal with some damage. Mm-hmm. i I looked it up. This is th- there are only thirteen races in history in which uh, there there wasn't a single driver that got disqualified. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is now one of thirteen um also in terms of shortest races this is in the top five at an hour and 27 minutes um and 38 seconds the shortest ever was the italian grand prix in 2002 which was a minute and 14 seconds so Mm -hmm. this wasn't far behind this was only 13 minutes away from being the shortest race of all time
0: yeah so um i mean they're also very expensive tickets so it was most expensive race per minute, probably of all time. I'm going to guess. <laughs> so, so if you're going to spend that amount of money, at least get one with a, a lot of delays.
2: I bet Monaco is still way more expensive.
0: I kind of wonder, like, do you think Monaco tickets are more expensive than Miami?
1: No, I think that this year, if I were a betting man,
0: mm-hmm. which you are.
1: Which I which I tend to be. I would tell you that uh, Vegas would be the most expensive by far. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah you, but you like to talk about future, not like past. I don't know why. But
0: is it, you're saying he loses a lot of bets and doesn't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> well, is, okay. So do we want to talk about how my current bet for the Formula One season is going? Is that is that a prompt for me to start talking about that? Because I only did one future bet for this season.
0: All right. Tell us about it. Yeah, what is Uh, it?
1: Uh, It was for one Logan Sargent to outscore his teammates, uh, Alex Albon, uh, Mm -hmm. on the season. And right now, it's still an insurmountable lead for Sargent, uh, or rather for Albon. Albon scored one point in the opening race, and that's it. And uh, Sargent has yet to register a point. So it still feels insurmountable to me. I still feel like <laughs> there's no <laughs> chance that Sergeant is going to get a point this season. because I'm surprised really that's a bet that player. you can even make. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got it. Uh, it was four and a half to one for Sargent to outscore uh, Albon. So I, I had to do it. And um, my, my logic was that Albon wasn't going to score many points this season, which he hasn't. He's only scored mm-hmm. one. Uh, again in the opening race but uh, sergeant really has not looked like he is capable of scoring a point
0: it's a good bet to take because you you know that the williams are not going to score a lot of points this season so like small differences matter a whole lot you just need albon to slip up one race and logan to somehow i don't know you, you need one one race where everybody crashes and logan somehow gets away unscathed and i and that's it then you win the bet yeah
1: he had his chance in australia but he managed to even though he was back in the pack at the Mm -hmm. point at that time he managed to uh scathe himself and and eliminate (laughs) himself (laughs) even though he wasn't even involved in the whole ruckus uh he he managed to eliminate himself so pretty good pretty talented
0: next time yeah well now everybody's favorite part is the goodbye of the podcast that we've been doing the past few episodes. We've been doing a haiku because this is a podcast of culture and grace, and we're going to keep it that way. So Remy, would you like to uh, give us your closing haiku to help close the podcast?
1: Of course. Uh, I'd be honored to Paul. This is a beautiful uh, send off to the uh, Grand Prix
3: that just occurred here in Miami. Red Bull Dominance. No disqualifications. Miami Grand Prix. Disqualification somehow has has six syllables syllables in it. Yeah,
1: that's crazy.
0: (laughs) 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 That is nuts. All right, Doug, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
2: Yeah, I'll go. I'll go next. Okay. Max drives very well, despite (laughs) Remy's shitty view. (laughs) He is wrong.
1: Always. Matt, I agree. He is wrong always. No, you.
0: I, I think we're really getting to the, the the core of what makes a haiku beautiful here. Uh, we've had some, <laughs> some, <laughs> had some beautiful haikus. All right, here, here's mine. Uh, K Mag, the Viking, doing battle on the
3: track, fast and furious. Boom. All right. Well. Yeah, Thank
0: you guys time. for joining us for another episode of views from the safety car. And I uh, hope you join us next time. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.